Regula Features, Regula Features, the podcast that is the same every week. Regular Features, Regular Features, they will give you the B name that you seek. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is exactly the same every week. Like every week, I'm John Blythe. I'm, I'll be chairing this meeting of minds and um, guiding you through the forest of features through which you're about to enjoy getting attacked by wolves. <laughs> this is, this is. Anyway, who are my fellow wolves in sheep's closings today? <laughs> Hi, I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing, and I go by the name of Steve. And my feature this week is all to do with the GameStomp stonks that's been happening on the internet and, and on Wall Street and putting the willies up hedge fund managers. Thanks. I didn't ask your feature, but you did save me a question later. Nice. Joe, what have you got in the pipeline? Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm a horse in a wolf in a sheep's clothing. I <laughs> am... Don't tell him your feature, because he fucking snaps back at you like a little bitch. <laughs> Notes, Joe, you have permission. Thank you so much. <laughs> Do go on. <laughs> I've misremembered fundamental facts about the timeline of regular features and as such have decided to just make Steve do one of my favourite things again, as if it was my own work. <laughs> and I've already told you my name, but I'll tell you again because it bears repeating, to be honest. I'm John Blythe and I will be taking you on a tour of my swollen, gouty foot and making you hunt for offal. Around the globe. I've not had a drink in 10 days, lads. Fucking normal. Well done. Because of the gout. Yeah, just cut everything out for a bit. You're not supposed to drink beer or vodka, and that's my favourite cocktail. (laughs) What about gin? I'll look it up once the foot's better. I don't want to do the undignified thing of saying, there's got to be something I can drink. (laughs) (laughs) Running down the table of little checkboxes going, one of these... Boozers can't <laughs> aggravate gout. The only booze that can't hurt me is creme de menthe. I have to just drink gallons of creme de menthe. <laughs> Blue lips. Carry on. Don't know if I'm if I'm stepping on your feature toes now, log. But um, mm-hmm. what you're gonna have to start like smoking weed or doing doing smack. Smack crack. the drug <laughs> is. I have Googled is smack okay for gout. <laughs> Basically, I've done that for every single thing that's gone past my lips. So it's like, is, is this okay? Take a photo of this. Is, is this okay, Google? No, um, I, I did get sent a care package from the people at work because it was a very painful night one night, and they sent me some just a a nice pre-rolled spliff for me to have, and um, it. This is going on the podcast, by the way, and the police listen to it. Is we it going have to in? Send ev- we have to send every episode to the police before it goes out. That's the yeah. rules. They're in the Zoom chat, 
Oh well, they God. they were, but now they've just left. Like they've all hopped into their police cars. Did you see <laughs> them? Defo- did you see them put their ninas on before they left? <laughs> yeah, they, they all got Bobby's hats and put their ninas on and fucked off. To Nottingham. He mouthed the words, "We got him." <laughs> it's what we've been looking for. It's a smoking gun. Yeah, I've got I've got I've got staff that gave me that to do with and set, and put little things in envelopes, little gifts, saying as if you can't do anything. And everything was a wanking aid, but they just put things from the pub around in little envelopes. So they got a thimble saying, put that on the end of your cock while you wank. There was a wall plug, a wall plug, which said, you can put that up your bum while you wank. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the thing is, we were making jokes about the police hearing this and making it actionable. All of this sounds like something you would read in a report about a toxic workplace. The <laughs> owner of the pub demanded that we send him thimbles to put on the end of his penis. Oh, I, you misunderstand. I had no, asked no, no, for no. I asked for nothing. I just get no respect. <laughs> just, just. I've heard of victim blaming, Joe, but you've <laughs> you've, you've flipped the victim and the perpetrator around one hundred percent. I'm saying Suddenly. that the media will do it. This is media training. <laughs> you've got that's very good. I do need to go through this process if I'm ever going to give a convincing performance in court, Joe. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Apart from that, I'm happy enough. What's pain? It teaches what? you about life, doesn't it? <laughs> Are you treating gout like the start of Batman Begins? <laughs> I think he had gout in that. <laughs> I think he had bad gout in the in the Himalayas, and then That's Liam it. Neeson got him better. Yeah. So, yeah, is there anything? Is there anything you want to know about gout? I'm an expert now. What would? How did you figure out that you had gout? Did he? What were the first symptoms that you had? Well, I'll t- I just went to bed one night. I was chafing in my foot, and then I thought I got up. I thought, "Oh, I'm I'm thrashing around a bit. I think I'll go and sleep in the spare bed tonight because I don't want to disturb Stuart." And then I got no sleep whatsoever because my foot just started fucking thrumming like a like a motorbike, like a Yamaha motorbike. It was in my. At the end of my leg. A Kawasaki a, motorcycle. Or a Yamaha, not Kawasaki. For God's sake, man. Yeah, but Kawasaki's easier in a Geordie accent. <laughs> and it's the only thing I can say in a Geordie accent. So I had to show <laughs> it off. Yeah, and that, that's it. And then over the course of the next two days, my foot slowly inflated. Um, and it looks like a... a a pudgy, fun, 20-stone man's foot now, and it's my right foot looks dead fun and playful, and my left my left foot looks all sort of withdrawn and claw-like, and I think... <laughs> Does it not can't... make your left foot look really coquettish and, and, and sexy next to the other foot? Like, you just uh, look at it, you're like, ooh, look at you, you... One's like, a ch- one's like a chuckling chubby baby and the other one's like an angry old man. I've seen your feet and they, they look mm. like uh, a side-by-side of Christian Bale's range. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I didn't realise gout could happen overnight. It generally comes on suddenly and overnight is what I've discovered. any of us get gout at any time? Is that what you're saying? There's an element of heredity to it, um, but, there's all, mm. but there's also a diet thing. I think I got mine after, because I was on week two um, of Couch to 5K, and running, if you're, say, a fat lad, and you give your toe some trauma by landing a lot on your toe, that can trigger, maybe you've got the background stuff, like drinking 
a lot every day of your life for 30 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that could be, it's just a combination of everything. Who's to say? Shit. So what you, you're saying, so I've gotten into a nice habit of, I like to go for a run and then I end up at the off license and I get a can, one of those big cans of 9% beer and I drink <laughs> it on my way home from an 8K run. Yeah, and you I like that's a, bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like running with a large silver platter of s- strips of liver that I feed myself with chopsticks as I run across the canal. <laughs> Dipping chopsticks in a in a high proof stout. Just yeah. <laughs> God, I, well, I can't keep track of what's good or bad for me now, so I needn't bother. Yeah, just vegetables, basically. You know, you, you don't have sardines. Sardines in oil is um, that, that's out. Eggs, that's what you want. I don't think I've ever eaten a sardine in my entire life. Oh, they're pretty good. They sound like it's it's fucking Gout City with exactly. sardines. Exactly. <laughs> 100 grams of sardines in oil have got all the purines you need to develop into a nice uric acid <laughs> crystal shard that will jab right into your tootsie. That's it, right? Because right? this is what gout is, right? It's it's, a, it's an accumulation of uric crystals around the joint. And I mean, I'm telling you, not how to suck sardines here, but please do tell us what a gout is. Is it piss crystals? It is, is that piss what crystals. It means? Usually, usually, you piss these this this gunk out of your penis, and you can see it travelling along the length of your cock like a cartoon hosepipe. And um, but if if you if your kidneys haven't processed it all, or maybe some other factor, then there might be some left in your bloodstream, and um, you can. It can turn into crystals. That- I find it insane that the the body, the human body, recognizes that this uric acid crystals is not good stuff. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to put that. I'm going to piss that out. File that. <laughs> File that on the excrement. Thank you. <laughs> and then at some point, it's like, hmm, I actually can't get rid of that. So you know what? I'm you know where I'm going to put it. At the end of all of my joints. Well, yeah, where I don't have to think about it. Thereby solving the problem forever. <laughs> That's like if I started, instead of shitting out all the sweet corn I eat, it just ended up in my forehead. Like it just... <laughs> oh, imagine mashing, massaging it out of your eyes. Yeah, you just have to push it all the way out. Like putting stuffing under chicken skin. Just fucking... <laughs> but look... If I know anything about you, is that misfortunes and misadventure are the well from which you draw creative enterprise. If you know anything about me, Steve, it's not that at all. It's the fact that I fucking love awful. (laughs) And um, (laughs) and that's the sad thing is that the very worst thing you can do for your uric acid is um, gobble down the wrong bits of all the animals. So, um, but you know me, I'm always scooching under the table to have a private moment with a sandcastle bucket that I've filled full of kidneys. So, um, to that end, I'm, and I'm not going to give it up. I am not going to give up my lifelong love of offal. And just to show you, I've put some, a traditional dish of offal on the chat there. Look at that. Look at that lovely Indonesian stew that is. Looks like a witch's finger. It looks just grim. (laughs) Make that the album art, please. (laughs) Logs managed to, on the Zoom chat, make awful slide in from stage right. <laughs> I, I installed OBS and I got really excited about all the things you can do. <laughs> so, but are you ready for the thrilling title of my feature to slide in from the other angle? You're going on an awful quest! <laughs> Fucking oh, hell. So- 
so visual. I love it. <laughs> All my jokes so- are... <laughs> Log's done so much more work for this <laughs> than any live show. I've just, wouldn't you realise how easy it is? My God, the next live show is going to be just full of visual jokes. I'm not going to talk at all. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely impenetrable to anyone who doesn't pay us to be there, and that's the punishment. <laughs> so, as you can say, uh, life has got between me and awful, but I'm going to take you two on a you you get to play the role of me and you get to hunt down the offal in this awful quest <laughs> superb <laughs> you've just got home from work and that can only mean one thing it's time to put your mouth to the letterbox and shout get that offal on the hob yes sir you're the guy who's barmy for offal you throw the door open to your house and limp agonizingly inside your heart sinks when your face isn't hit with a stink of boiling organs. Darling, you whisper, fear gripping you. Where's my offal? Your boyfriend yelps, jumps onto the wall and scuttles diagonally across the living room and into the kitchen where he hides in a cupboard. Do you sniff? There must be some offal in the house. Or do you look in the cupboard your boyfriend climbed into? Cupboard, I think. Oh, I don't know. I'm st- I'm stuck. I think a a good sniff, sort of. It is the uh, the look around of the tax adventure. Mm. Is uh, really get you, a good uh, an appraisal of your surroundings. Yeah, in an audio medium, the sniff is king. <laughs> and that's also very good in the awful medium because, like, if you look at something from a distance, <laughs> it could be any old garbage or actual human shit. But if you sniff it. Yeah, the, the, the offal will come good. <laughs> offal does look like a look. It looks like a lot of different things, none yeah. of which are advertising. <laughs> it looks at a distance like one of those pictures of galaxies that you can't really understand because they're too uh, they're too alien to us. Yeah, I want to sniff it. You close your mouth tightly and sniff in quick, urgent bursts. You point your nose in every direction there is, moving your body when it inevitably gets in the way. You take a deeper sniff, hoping hoping to drag some of the invisible, fragrant wisps of cow brain into your neck. You storm into the bedroom and throw back the duvet, hoping to discover a sliver of liver in your lover's bed covers. You pinch your nose shut and process the results. There is no offal within a ten-meter radius. Maybe your boyfriend can help. So, wait, he's in the cupboard, right? Your boyfriend is folded perfectly onto the second shelf of the cupboard, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do that. Your boyfriend is pretending to be asleep, but there is a post-it note over his face. It reads, I've chucked out all the offal. It is extremely high in purines which raise your uric acid levels, which can form needle-shaped uric acid, crystals, uric acid crystals in your joints. That is what gout is, it's what you've got, and that's why you keep gasping in pain and whimpering all night and shouting at me. I want, does- I want it, sorry, I want it known that me and Steve both giggled silently at uric ass. <laughs> <laughs> uric ass crystals. <laughs> it's short for acid. It's a scientific term. <laughs> I'm tripping ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the phrase. Tripping acid isn't even it. People don't say I'm tripping acid. Well, tripping is short for tripping on. 
the drug. <laughs> so <laughs> of acid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> tripping is short for I am tripping on the drug of. And then you have to say the drug at the end. <laughs> yeah. God, Christ almighty, I thought I was the old and out of touch one. So you've read the note, but what the hell does he know? You check your watch. It's awful o'clock and everyone's invited. <laughs> this is really unusual. Being home and not having a plate of pungent... Ver- <laughs> Sorry. Being at home and having a plate of pungent variety meats not in front of you is making you uncomfortable. Work is for no offal. Home is for offal galore. You look out the rear window and see a spade propped up against a shed in the garden. There's also a sports direct bag for life hanging from the tree. The offal must be in the garden. What do you do? Go to the garden. Well, you've Into got to the garden. You're in the garden now. You stumble across oh, the. Can we, uh, sorry, can we can we carry our boyfriend with us just in case he's got more knowledge? He's not talking. He's asleep. His eyes are firmly shut, and his his pretend snores are making the post-it note waft appealingly. <laughs> so <laughs> you're ang- cute. Leave him alone. It, it's cute. You're angry at him for hiding the offal, but you do mm-hmm. still love him. Mm. Um, so yeah, so you're in the garden. Actually, getting to the garden, you stumbled over the perimeter to the patio sliding doors and mm. uh, caused yourself some pain. So you've just lost a couple of hit points. Um, so you're in the garden. There's a sports direct bag in the tree, a spade leaning against the shed. What do you want to do? Okay, well, I can see uh, the 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 solution to the problem and the access to the tools required. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We take the spade and bash the sports direct bag out of the tree because I feel like it's full of offal. I've got a sense. I've got a sixth sense for offal, and it's in a sports direct bag hanging in the tree. Just, just to get. A, I, I totally agree with Steve. I just want to make sure: is the spade long enough at ground level to reach the bag? Or yes, or will it we is. have to jump? No, what if you'd tried to reach the bag, you would have sustained damage because the tiptoes yeah. would have damaged would have hurt exactly. your foot. So congratulations, you've dodged that little pitfall. Good. And what you're also- saying is that the, the bag is just high enough that we have to jump and then do a little, <laughs> a little like flutter. A, like a flap. A little double jump. Yes, like a I is that a Kirby move? No, that's that's not a Kirby move, is it? That's a Yoshi move. So it's the Yoshi jump you're doing. Is that what you want to yeah, do? Like a, I mean, like a bird. <laughs> like a bird. Like a bird if a bird saw a berry. You know how a bird would do it if it saw a berry. <laughs> Lock. Okay, so, so I'm making Keep about up. your birds. Yeah, so um, this is this is just like that boyfriend of yours. Hide your offal in a sports direct bag and sling it up a tree, will he? You smack the bag with your spade and hear the familiar squelch of innards. Oh boy, oh boy. But it's not coming easily off the branch. So you start to use the corner of the spade as a puncturing tool. And once you're in, start hacking along like it's a saw. It's working. You open your mouth wide, eager not to let any blood get on the soil, which, as you understand it, is how you summon Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) The bag rips open, and hundreds of little black knotted bags of dog bob thud off your noggin. Oh, no. The dog bob is all knotted really well, so you don't get any chit on you. And the smell is so close to a bucket of hop tripe that your <laughs> your tummy starts to gurgle like a happy baby. Maybe you could... No, it is the forbidden offal. 
You would be kicked out of the awful gobbler's subreddit if they found out. <laughs> and they, the blinding and, awful. <laughs> and they would find out. It was probably them who put it there in the first place. So, um, yes, um, I'm afraid you've just... You're surrounded by lots of bags of dob bob that from local pups. Um, you've, you've still got the spade. And there's, you've still got the spade and there's the shed. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to look at. Smash open the shed. The, the shed is impermeable. So you move around and look through the window of the shed. There is a green grid like a holodeck, but with no program loaded. It is like an area of this world that hasn't been properly painted in. Like there's no content there. You sniff through the keyhole with such force that the shed collapses in on itself. The shed is no longer there, and now you have cobwebs in your nose. Gross. <laughs> do cobwebs? Sorry, look. Do uh, do cobwebs cause gout? No, but they also sadly don't count as awful, so you're not getting any sort of closer towards your solution okay. there. But it's it's yeah, we're negative on the extra gout. I just don't want more gout. <laughs> oh no, you. Believe you me, when you get your offal down you, your gout is not going away. You just want oh, offal, yeah. man. I forgot this <laughs> isn't curative offal. No, this isn't the in hunt for head. this in isn't the hunt for tart cherries gout. juice. <laughs> you should have said at the very top of this feature that offal is what causes gout. Yeah, no, what what I should have done is paid any attention to what was going on. <laughs> yeah, offal is really bad for you. Um, both, yeah, 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 yeah. both, both for your soul, because look at what you're doing, you filthy bastard, and also it, it's really bad for gout. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Oh, that's that's it for the garden, really. Unless you want to dig anywhere. Oh, uh, now you've said it. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Oh, you dig, you dig, you dig, dig, dig. <laughs> you dig like your immediate access to offal depended on it. It's boring, <laughs> difficult work, and the relentless pain in your foot makes you nauseous. Ten minutes in, or is it an hour, you see that your spade has cut an earthworm in half. It occurs to you that earthworms are like little drinking straws that come pre-filled with delicious worm offal. That thought gives you sustenance as your body begins to flag. You become more and more ravenous for the pungent metallic flavour of spine marrow. You lick your lips thinking about brains. The wizard's offal. A brain, the perfect size to just pop the entire thing into your mouth. You could pretend to sneeze it out in the post office and then start acting like an idiot. Why were you digging in the first place? You're not sure. But after all that exercise, you really worked up an appetite. An appetite for awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's it. Um, You're stuck. You're stuck in the garden and you want variety meats, but none are occurring to you. Um, Do you want to go to the abattoir or the library? I feel like, can I cave my own head in with the spade? (laughs) (laughs) You keep missing. (laughs) You you hold this head. (laughs) You you bow your head so the spade connects properly, but you bow too hard and you pat yourself on the back with the spade. (laughs) This gives you the encouragement you feel you need to carry on your adventure. (laughs) All right, let's go to the avatar then. (laughs) Buoyed by the encouragement, we'll uh, go to the avatar. Yeah. You ring the doorbell on the steel-studded door of the local slaughterhouse. The clang echoes throughout the seven kingdoms of meat. (laughs) 
A slot in the door slides open. (laughs) This this suddenly sounded like it was going to be a much longer feature. (laughs) (laughs) Log wanted a spin-off series of books about this. The Seven Kingdoms of Me. That's the what happens when you find all the half finished sentences that I leave in my work and have to think of what think of what the fuck I was going to write. A slot in the door slides open, and you're knocked backwards by a gorgeous blast of high pressure gut stink. It's awfully good to see you," says the slaughterman. "Tell me what you want. I'm on the sauce edge of my seat here." <laughs> okay, I'll give him that one. <laughs> um, have you got any? Liver I can have, any sort of heart, brains, hooves, you say, trying to sound nonchalant so that the man doesn't think you're desperate for offal. Sorry, says the slaughterhouse worker. We're not licensed to sell directly from the abattoir. Health and safety, you know. Have you tried a Tesco? It's too late for Tesco, you howl. You know it's not a convincing lie. It's never too late for Tesco. But you're really upset and will be happy sucking on a hoof at this point. I'm going to close the slot, the man says. Please don't close the slot, you say. I'm closing it now, he says. I don't want you to close it, though, you say. Oh, it's nearly closed now. I can't hear you, he says. Oh, but I love you, you gasp. If you really love me, you wouldn't ask me to bend the retail licensing rules regarding awful, he said. And the slot slams shut. (gasps) Do you want to go to the library or do you want to eat your own body? I know Steve wants to. I know Steve wants to eat his own body, but I want to go to the library. Okay. Yeah. Are, is he? When I'm reading this, is he shooting glances at you that say this is going on for too long? No, I just know he tried to smash our own heads up. <laughs> you walk into the library. You look around. It's just books, except for a few computers that you stare at long enough for the librarian to offer some help. Would you like to use the internet, sir? He says. No thanks, you reply. The only colon slash I want to see is the colon that's just been slashed out of a large intestine. (laughs) I see, the the librarian replies. I've got a sausage you could have. (laughs) The only tilde I want to see is tilde cows come Come home. To give me my offal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the only underscore I can't underscore enough how much I want to eat some awful food <laughs> yeah so she's got a sausage you could have you laugh derisively at the librarian's kindness sausages are just lucky dip awful bags for babies you say give me a good honest fried lung like they advertise on fag packets any day <laughs> <laughs> You are so hungry and deep sleep-deprived from pain that you can almost taste the coppery twang of lamb liver, described as milder in flavour on the official list of offals page on the internet. You start to imagine the librarian's head as a great lump of liver, so you decide you'd better leave the library. That's um, that's all. I can't really make much more sense out of it than that. So, so here de- we go. De- dead end on this uh, Choose Your Own Adventure branch. Sorry, Steve. So, we should have eaten our own body ages ago. But. Yeah. You, you slump against a bottle bank, exhausted and famished. Your adventure ends here. Unless... What do eat you want to do? Eat ourselves. Eat ourselves. Eat ourselves. Foot first. What, what they don't know is you've got a secret weapon, a secret stash of offal that no one can ever take away from you. 
<laughs> you chuckle as you plunge your fist into your tummy like Mola Ram from the Temple of Doom. And then you start scooping up your tummy meat as quickly into your mouth as it falls back out of your neck into your palms. Look, mummy, a child laughs. That man is amusing like a Tex Avery cartoon. Can you please record a TikTok of me doing the Vossy Bop next to him? You smile for the camera, hoping that it gets retweeted onto Twitter so you can see it because you don't really use TikTok. Sometime later, you are shaken awake by the police and your boyfriend. We found him punching himself in the stomach and laughing, says the policeman. Thank you, officer, says your boyfriend. He just wanted a bit of offal. I should have given him it. He turns to you, <laughs> pops a bit of braised kidney into your mouth and says, will you marry me? The liver goes straight to your toe, which explodes. You die of gout. Your adventure ends here. <laughs> Smell the well. <laughs> Smell the well. I don't know what that means. I just know that we say it every now and then. <laughs> My girl wants to feature all the time. Now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Game Stump Stunks. Get the cut the Game Stump Spunks. Everyone talking about the Punky Stunks. What are stocks, Steve? What is squeezing my short all about? <laughs> I need an explainer about apples. Game Stump. <laughs> the video games web shop that sells cartridges to nerds has had its share price go through the roof in the last two days. You will have heard this. It's hit the mainstream news networks. The BBC are talking about it. The Guardian. <laughs> Independent. Evening Standard. They're all reporting on it, Joe. Why did you Why did you point that at me? <laughs> I don't know. Because I was looking at your face in the Zoom chat when I was speaking, and you were making a really fun little grin. Yeah. Is it because you consider me a part of the lamestream media? Well, no, because you've been reporting on it too, Joe, because I it's have. video games news. I hate it. It's, it's not because oh. that. It's because he can't bear to look at me, Joe, so he just stares at you. Pins <laughs> me. <laughs> no, it's because every time I look at your Zoom chat, half the time it's fucking awful flying across the screen like a star wipe. Awful, you say? <laughs> There's your awful. Awful's gone and, again. <laughs> and he's got a splayed-legged Chloe, the thousand-pound doll, in the background. <laughs> she like is. an advert for the two people who definitely aren't going to buy it. <laughs> so a subreddit has manipulated the stock market in a way that is impossible to understand f to the, the layperson. And every attempt to explain it that I've come across on Twitter has has fallen short like for the first three sentences of every explanation I, I can follow when someone is like okay so imagine that you agree to borrow a bike from your friend brian and then two weeks later you sell the bike at a discount on a promise to brian's mother who runs a bike shop that sells imaginary future bikes are you following so far no no i'm not following so far like you've lost me straight away i don't understand what a short squeeze is i don't trust people who say that they do and try to explain it confidently 
confidently to me. So I've had to go back to watching the only authority that I know about how a stock market works, which is Brian Billions, the TV show, about the man who works on a stock market and has sex with the wife of the stock market policeman. Episode 477 of Billions. Brian Billions pushes open the wrought iron gates of the NASDAQ, and the entire trading floor falls silent. There's usually a hubbub, but today it's barely even a bub. It is a solemn day on the stock exchange. Because of that, last night a nerd got into the shares and made a very big mess. As you all might have heard, a bloody nerd got into the shares last night and ruined them. Nerds have bloody ruined everything. All over the internet, the nerds. Shush, shush now, you writhing mass of gorgeous angels. I realise what a big shock this is, but we must be eternally resolute in the face of financial crisis. We owe it to the Lady Nasdaq herself to stand firm and put right the big mess what a nerd did make. I heard the nerd chewed through a hedge fund and now he's living inside the FTSE 100 like a big mouse and he's laughing at us all the time. Is that true? I read in the Wall Street Journal that the nerd is 40 feet tall and has really long arms like spaghetti so he can reach into windows and grab any unsecured stocks like Mr. Tickler and Mr. Man Books. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid both of those things are true. This nerd has turned the stock's rule book upside down. So now the first page of the rule book says, and special thanks to you for reading the rule book of stocks, which is a lovely sentiment, but it makes no sense right up the front like that. What can be done about the bad nerd who ruined coins? Yes, how do we protect the vulnerable pink thigh meat of the stock market from these dirty little beasts and their buzzing calculators? We shut it down. Like a 93-year-old grandmother with a suspected case of pneumonia, we must place the stock market into a kind of stock coma until the stock police can arrest everybody who's had anything to do with trade in the last 48 hours. And then, like a 93-year-old grandmother with a suspected case of pneumonia, we will wake her up again and hope that she is so out of it that she thinks we're her grandchildren and gives us all of her money. Wow, the world of modern finance sure is straightforwardly evil. That solution makes sense, and I have no more questions. Thanks. That's it. That's a, that's a, that's my... I have been paying close attention to what's been going on, and I have absorbed that information, and I've turned it into a feature. And you can't say that Steve, I haven't. I think Steve would like it if you personally tweeted him and asked for a thorough examination and explanation of the situation <laughs> as it pertains to that moment of the day. So you should do so now. Come with me and we'll be in a world of regular fajitas. It's come to my attention that I need to rectify an issue raised one to two episodes ago in which I said to... Uh, Fussy Bridge is such a fuss, occasional visitor to the, to the podcast, mm-hmm. that the last time she'd been here, I was also here. And what I'd actually done was accidentally gaslit Fussy Bridges 
Yeah, Fussy because, Bridges had to improv around you really quickly, which Fussy Bridges is not good at doing. <laughs> That's the thing about Joe. He will always test the edges of your character with, yeah. with questions. <laughs> but also get really upset when anyone does it to him. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, if you listen back, uh, there's a bit where Fussy Bridges is like, introducing herself to me, Joe. And Joe goes, I was there. I was there for Fuzzy Bridges, Fuzzy Fuzz, whenever it was, <laughs> two to three years ago. <laughs> and as it turns out, uh, as Steve pointed out to me shortly afterwards, I was not there. I've never been in a room with Fuzzy Bridges, <laughs> such a fuss. It was a complete lie. And I really had to reckon with that because I fully remember in my head not only the things Fuzzy Bridges said, but the faces Fussy Britches made throughout uh, her feature, I have a you very did edit. You did edit that episode, which could was. account for that being in your brain. But you so, say you remember the faces. Yeah, so I've listened to that episode a lot as an editor <laughs> and a fan because uh, I really like Fussy Britches such a fuss. Uh, and yeah, I'd really got it into my head that I was definitely a part of that feature in quite a pathetic and strange way. Um, <laughs> and so it really got me thinking of like, whoa, I mean, do I think that I'm in other episodes of the podcast that I wasn't in? Because obviously, as I've demonstrated many times, I'm massively insecure about not having been on this podcast since the beginning. Mm. This and is it, your fifth episode. So. This is my fifth maybe sixth episode of the podcast the rest i've been a guest on and uh yeah really it really stuck with me i was sitting around going like well what are my favorite episodes and was i there or was i not there and i thought back to one of my very favorite features which i've talked about before um which comes from episode 126 the big book of liver and chianti and I know um, the feature you're talking about just from that. Mm. No. <laughs> and, and it's one of the, to my mind, one of the greatest regular features ever. And I listened to it and I was shocked to find out I wasn't in it. <laughs> uh, and so what I've done is, with the help of defunct and, frankly, not well-kept regular features scripts.com <laughs> that someone made ages ago. Uh, I've returned to the feature I'm talking about and I've reinterpreted it as I remember it, as opposed to how um, it was. So basically I've provided you both with a script for the purposes of this. I'll play Matt who was apparently there um, <laughs> And yeah, I'll pl- I just I, I thought we'd just perform what I actually remember as Steve's okay. silence of the lambs feature. And this this is a this is actually a transcript of this episode. This is a transcript of the episode. Right. This is the actual. Okay. But you'll notice there's a point at which suddenly I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's, was it a real thing that was from Silence of the Lambs? Or was it just something I'm saying now? This voice I'm going to do is Matt's voice. What? Um, my feature title is pretty clear. All right. That's the title, is it? I will not repeat it for you. 
fine, that's the title of your feature. I was just like, was that a sentence? But it was a sentence. Can you say that sentence again in the same way, word for word? No, I will not. I'm bored of saying the sentence. I'm not going to say it again. I will not repeat myself. (laughs) I will not repeat myself to you, least of all to you. Something to do with Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, well, no, because someone said in a recent podcast in in a response to a recent episode that I did a good sound effect. I don't want either of you to say what it is. Oh, yes, you did a really good... Shut shut up, shut up, don't do it. It's part of my feature. I listened to this feature recently. It's exactly (laughs) like this. (laughs) Yes, it's a transcript log. So I thought I'd do a quiz in which you identify... What was the real line from Silence of the Lambs? And what was it, the one that what I just what made, what I made up today? Well, this will be interesting because I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I come in, in my mind. Oh, Matt, you've never <laughs> seen Silence of the Lambs. Well, this should be great fun. I, for one, am excited about this feature and think it shall be one of my favourites ever. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I'm really glad that you're here too, alongside Log and Matt today. Glad to be here, guys. Energised even. Ready to enjoy a good, big feature from you, Steve. Here we go. Let's go. Feature time. Yes. (laughs) Yes. uh, Well, my feature today is that I will ask you if what I say is the real line from Silence of the Lambs or if I have made it up. And you've got to stop me when I say the real one. I like this. Wait, before you start, shall we make this interesting? Uh, uh, What do you mean? I mean that I want to bet on this. I want to win or lose money or goods on a guess about your feature. I don't think it's... Joe, I don't think you know what this feature is. Shut up, Log. I'm trying to bet. Steve, what do you say? If I guess wrong, I'll give you... My expensive watch. I think it's a swatch, but it's made of a meteor. And if you guess right, then I get to spend a night of passion with your wife. My wife? What do you mean his wife? I mean exactly what I said. My watch, his wife. Those are the stakes. He doesn't have a wife. Log, it's okay. No, but Steve, he's, he's ruining the podcast. He's ruining it. Just oh, do your feature. Okay, don't worry about it. So you're finally ready to admit it. Joe. Admit it, Steve. Tell them about the wife, <laughs> the old ball and chain, the humpty to the dumpty, the colostomy to the bag. Tell them about Melinda. Steve. Log. Matt, I haven't been truthful with you. I'm married to a woman called Melinda. I have been for six years. But you've always said you were gay. That's the only reason I actually like you. I I don't understand, Steve. I am gay. I always have been. But I got married to Melinda after I lost a bet. (laughs) A bet with Joe Screbble six years ago. What the fuck? So we meet again, Stephen Hogarty. (laughs) You and me staring at one another across the proverbial blackjack table, but from either ends, because if it was the normal way across the table, one of us would be the dealer, and that doesn't make sense. Once again, I get the chance to take something from you through the medium of a gentleman's bet. Matt, 
Aren't you going to say anything? For the benefit of our readers, Matt has been stunned into utter silence, and I imagine he will remain so for at least five more minutes. But I'll probably keep piping up, don't worry. I never thought the day would come, Scrabbles. Or you'd tempt me with another bet that could make or break me. But didn't you say you are only married to Melinda because of a bet? And the stakes are that Joe would get to sleep with her, so why would you mind? Jesus, Log, that's disgusting. I'm not in charge of Melinda. I don't want to just tell her she has to sleep with Joe, you animal. Yeah, Log, fucking hell. Then couldn't you just say no to the bet? Shut up, Log. Yeah, shut up, Log. Christ alive. Joe, your terms are acceptable. Your watch, my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about the words, my wife. (laughs) We have an accord. Please proceed with the feature and may the best man win. So, is this a line from Silence of the Lambs or have I made it up? I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Silence of the lambs. No. My watch! <laughs> My wife! <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the Regular Features Podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out. You can support us making the podcast that we do by helping us do it. There was some redundancy in that sentence. No, no redundancies. Some, some fat you could have trimmed. But I like using more words to say the things I want to say than are necessarily required to get the message across. <laughs> Beautiful, eloquent, and efficient. I would like you to reward mm. some of our most recent patrons with their very own <clears throat> B names. A B name. Please give a B name to Old Man Crescenti. Let's not say B at the end of the name. That seems no. much too easy. The wisdom of a million bees. Okay, no, yeah. That's not, that's not a name. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that, it's that's done. an attribute. <laughs> that's, that's, his, that's his spell. He's a wizard who can cast a spell that gives him the wisdom of a million bees. And his name <laughs> is... <laughs> Waggle Dance Bill. <laughs> like, like everyone else. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> You're just jealous because I know the word waggle dance. <laughs> Please give a bee name to Christopher Buttress. The princess and the bee, because the bee went under the mattress. <laughs> and finally, give a bee name to Asa Kremen. Asa Kremen? Asa Kremen. Oh no, Asa Bee! <laughs> <laughs> right in my Kremen! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Asa Bee, right in my Kremen. Right in my Kremen. <laughs> Marvellous. Thank you all for your support. Uh, if you can't help us on Patreon, just find your friend who looks like they need to be named the most and tell them how they can get one. Are they buzzing about- around and not answering to anything? They need a B name. <laughs> <laughs> Is it impossible to refer to them without pronouns? <laughs> they need a B name. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Good night. Good night, you. Regular Ficheros.